First, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Royals Relationship Revelations. This is Season 2, Episode 4. As you can see, the topic of this episode is for the ladies. I think it's for, for the guys, too, but definitely, um, it's definitely geared toward the ladies. More specifically, it's geared towards those uh, late 20s, early 30s, mid-30s women who are pursuing a relationship, currently in a relationship, or in the dating or the talking phase. Just some some things that I've seen, some things that I've heard over time that I think you you will definitely appreciate. But before we get into that, so I am a big I'm a huge movie watcher. I love documentaries. I love true crime series. All of it. I can sit down and watch it for days. But recently, I was drawn to watch the Dahmer series. If if you all don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer and I guess you would call him a cannibalist. So not only did he kill these people, but he he ate these young men as well. And I say men because no nobody was a woman from my understanding after watching the the series. But the part that stuck out to me most about the Dahmer series is that there were multiple occasions where Jeffrey Dahmer should have been caught. Whether it was, I guess some people would call it luck or, but what I saw from it was people just chose not to hold, hold Jeffrey Dahmer accountable for his actions. So there were two situations. One that stuck out the most to me. There was a 14 year old boy who found his way out of Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. And some somebody saw this young man bleeding on the ground, and they instantly called the police. And the police officers came, and Jeffrey Dahmer basically gave them a story of that this man, this this young boy, was actually a man, and that the boy was over the age of eighteen, and that it was his boyfriend, and that his boyfriend was just extremely drunk. The police officers listened to his story, believed him, and released this young man back to Jeffrey Dahmer, a 14-year-old boy. The boy didn't show ID. The The boy, he was so, and they called it being in a zombie state. So what Jeffrey Dahmer did was he, he drilled a hole in the young male's head and use some type of acid so basically there's not a lot of brain brain activity going on and so the boy couldn't he was in such a, a zombie state as they say and he couldn't he couldn't tell the police what was going on the only thing that he knew was that he was trying to be free from Dahmer and they released Dahmer back to him and Dahmer ended up killing this young man later on. Uh, 
I I just I don't know. I found that I found that part so tough to deal with because once again, y'all, I'm definitely not here to bash police officers, but somebody lost their life because you didn't pay close attention to detail in something that is a part of your job. And so that was that was mind blowing to me and not knowing about Jeffrey Dahmer and everything that he had done in the past. My reason for watching it is because Netflix was saying that this is one of the most accurate accounts of a serial killer that they had ever portrayed on Netflix. And so I wanted I don't really like the um dramatization of certain true crime series because I feel like it takes away from what actually happened. But yeah. Um a level of accountability that people did not hold him to and he got away with more than what he should have over years. So I say this to say there has to be a level of accountability in some of y'all's relationships and you are lacking it. And it is it's pretty obvious that it's lacking because of what certain people have been able to get away with that you probably would have never allowed before. So if you listen to my first few episodes, I kind of give you a background of, you know, who raised me? So my as I told you, my mom raised me for a majority of my life and all of my aunts. And I also have four sisters, three being older and one being younger. But all of them played a part in me growing up and looking at women at the way I did. <clears throat> so when I listened to my, my friends talk and my friends being women, and they sit down and they have convos about guys that they are dating or guys or the 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 pool of guys that they want to date from and they say that the that is very minimal that they get good guys and so some of the most common statements that I've heard over the last few years not even the last few weeks but the most common ones are men ain't and you can finish that off with whatever words you want to put there. All men are dogs. Why don't they communicate? Why are they inconsistent? And I think some of those are very valid statements. I would agree with that. Being a male, I have done some things in the past that I truly don't agree with. But... A large part of what I was doing at the time was because a woman, a girl at the time, allowed me to do those things, right? There was no, there was minimal consequences. And so that, I think that in this, in itself, and that's a very... I know it's a very simple answer, but but that was the truth. 
nothing came from from me playing with fire besides the fact that I was going to have to deal with that later on. But in that immediate situation, nothing happened to me. I still I still talk to these women as much as I did before. And so I think the level of accountability has to be higher. And I think that starts with, with the woman because I think those the women are usually the ones complaining about it. Not saying that guys don't complain about women. I'm not saying that. But as far as what a man is allowed to do in a relationship or a friendship or whatever you want to call it that you have with your guy friends, I think you got to set boundaries and then you got to stick to those boundaries. So, number one, what I think needs to happen is that direct questions and answers need to happen from day one. So I know a lot of women are getting into the the talking phase or the dating phase and they meet a guy and the the guy and the girl, they go out or the man and the woman, they go out to dinner and they sit down and they have this great convo and they are talking about, you know, favorite movies, favorite TV shows, favorite this and that. And the questions that need to be answered aren't those questions. The questions that need to be answered are the questions of if we are at a point that we are sitting down and we are having a date together and somewhere after, obviously, you break the ice and you get done talking about, you know, previous relationships, the question needs to be asked, well, what are you looking for in this? What what are you trying to get out of this? And I think that in in itself will give you a lot of answers that you that you will want to know. So maybe the guy says, I'm looking for a I'm just looking for a friendship, you know, and wherever it goes, it goes. And you got to be careful with that, with that answer. Right. Because obviously people do want to start off as friends and you want to take things slow. But sometimes when you hear those statements Oh, I just want to be a friend and if things happen it happen it's it's so much gray area there so when you say we, you want to be friends so I'm be honest with you I don't go on a lot of dates with my friends now I know people who do go on dates with their friends just to go out and you know have a good time sit down and chat but if y'all haven't been friends for years and we are continuing continuing to go out on these dates then that seems like something more than a friendship so I feel like in my opinion so that you aren't hurt or you aren't misguided in this so-called friendship you you should probably set a set a boundary on that there needs to be a level of communication where you can say Listen, I I don't look at this as us being friends. So if this is something more, then you need to say that. And if it's not something more, then you need to let me go on about my my day. And I I need to move on to something that's a little bit more serious than this. But I think so many times women are, are doing so many things that are girlfriend like and when the guy does not reciprocate that 
it's coming off as, oh, they're like playing games with me and wasting my time. Well, you you gave them that time, right? If they haven't said anything of the nature of y'all being boyfriend and girlfriend, if they haven't communicated that, you we base so many things off of assumptions, off of certain actions, and that that I don't think that that's fair. I think there needs to be like at this point we are grown. We are like I said, late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, whatever age group you in. I don't really think it matters, but. It's not hard for a guy to say, I want to be with you. It, especially if that's something that they really want. But so many things are based off of assumptions. Well, he's doing this, so i that's an assumption. So you are assuming because of what he is doing that y'all are exclusive. And that's that's a slippery slope. So... Once again, I think I think direct questions need to be asked from day one. What does dating talking look like to said guy? I think that question needs to be asked because that question changes from guy to guy. What does the talking stage look like? What does the dating phase look like? Does that mean that we can talk to other people as we're talking to each other? Does that mean that we can date other people? As we are dating each other. But these questions aren't asked. And I know why they aren't asked. Because a lot of people who are asking these questions. Don't want to know the answers to them. Because they are afraid that. Said person is not going to have the same. Response as they would to the question. And it's a. Trust me. It's a level of like. Disappointment. When in your head you think that the dating phase is oh we are just dating exclusively but in his head he may be thinking oh yeah we can go out on dates but if i choose to go out on dates with another woman i hope you wouldn't be upset with that 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 is a tough pill to swallow but you would rather swallow it early on than later on in the in the dating phase right cuz over time you just developing more feelings you being the women that I have seen come to me or even talk about it in the vicinity of me, these are these are good women from my understanding. They are real good women. But the issue is if if a man isn't ready, from my understanding, and this is once again a man talking to you, if a man isn't ready, he no a woman just isn't gonna come change that. You you could be the greatest the greatest woman in the world, and there there still will not be enough that you can do to change a man's mind that oh he's ready to do this. Men have to come come to that realization on their own. They have to they have to say oh okay well this is the woman that I want to be with, and so I'm gonna cut everybody off. And so please don't don't base this around around assumptions and most of these assumptions come during the the early stages which is the scariest part about all of this is we call it the the honeymoon stage but that's where everything is good y'all y'all haven't even gotten into the first argument yet and he's doing everything for you and he's 
he's calling you every day and y'all are FaceTime and y'all going to sleep on the phone at night with each other. Y'all are going on the dates. He taking you on different vacations and doing all of these, probably not a vacation early on, but taking you on dates where y'all can go out and it's, it's just y'all or it's a group of friends. But in, in my opinion, from what I've seen, and once again, of course, everything is going to be okay in the beginning, but it's supposed to be great in the beginning because they're trying to do their best to impress you. I'm trying to leave an, an impression on you that you won't ever forget. And so, in my opinion, I don't think that anything should be should be set in stone until the first few disagreements. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, Royal, why would, why would we have to fight? And it's because you need to be able to witness their response to a disagreement, to a misunderstanding, to a lack, to, to whatever it is that you disagreed on. I think the response is going to tell you a lot about that person. So, how well did they communicate when y'all had this disagreement? Did, did this person shut down? Did this person get extremely angry? Th those are important things to know because you don't want to get into a relationship. You don't want to, to go and buy a house with this person. Y'all haven't had y'all first disagreement. And the first time that y'all disagree with each other, he, he punches a hole in the wall. And now your eyes are popping out of your head because you are sitting there like, oh, wait a second. And you thrown off when when this could have happened early on. You could have found this out early on before y'all got that house together, before y'all, before you co-signed for him on that car. And now you feel like you're stuck. So how well did they listen? So, first question, how well did they communicate when you got into this disagreement? And how well did they listen to you? How well did you listen to them? Did you listen to them because you had a response or did you listen to them for understanding? And at the very end of it, did y'all come to a common understanding? So many people bring up arguments or not bring up arguments, but have arguments and they talk it out. But they don't come to a common understanding. What what did you get from what we just talked about? What was like what did you get from that? Just to make sure that we're on the same page when we when we finish here. Cause that's important. Cause if if I leave a, a convo and I assume, once again, this is a terrible thing to do, especially with somebody that you just met or are just now starting to date, because your assumption is based on your own experience. And that's not fair to the other person that you assume that because of what you experienced before in the past. Because their assumptions will be based on their own experiences or experiences of the people that are close to them, their closest friends. And some of these, I'm going to be honest, some of these guys that y'all are dealing with, I mean, they're, the, the friend group is, is questionable. And I don't think that you want to base your understanding from their assumptions because their assumptions are going to shape how they re how they respond to you. So, 
calling each other boyfriend or girlfriend before this happens is, in my opinion, is a recipe for disaster. It's, it's something that will give you very instant gratification and you're going to enjoy it at first. But long term, I think that if these questions aren't answered, if the convos aren't direct into what we are doing here, it will become um, a way in which y'all probably won't last long. From what I've seen. And once again, y'all, this is this is based on my experience. And then you got to get the last part that. And this this episode, y'all, this will be one of many parts because I feel like that this is a topic that continues to be brought up, especially in whatever friend group you're in. But you got to come up with the with the non-negotiables, ladies. And don't change them, right? If these are things that you say, I am not negotiating that, I need this, I don't need that, I never want to see that, then you should stick with that. And there is somebody out there that that will give you just that. So, non-negotiables. Is it cheating for you? If if cheating is a non-negotiable for you, then keep it that way. I seen a post the other day and it said something very simple, but it was so profound and I believe it. But somebody said cheating has become the norm in relationships. I somewhat agree. And I say somewhat because whoever is in that relationship who allowed that to happen, men or women, but ladies, right now we're talking about you. If if you got into a relationship saying, you know what, if they cheat, if they go out here and do something behind my back with another lady, I'm leaving. But then it happens and you don't leave and you get that person a second chance. You have just opened up another door that you now have to, that you got to deal with on your own. You got to deal with that now. You change your standards. You lower you lowered your standards and you let them stay around. When at the beginning you said, and I know why you did it. You don't think because of who he was at the beginning, you don't think that you will find something better than that. You what, what so what you are looking at then is the potential of this man. One of my favorite teachers at the school, he says potential basically means you you suck now but you you have the ability you you have the ability to be to be better and that's what we base a lot of our experiences on is is the potential of somebody and we got to delete that from our memory you got to delete that potential where you got to delete well i think that and it's what they are showing you And what they have shown you is that they would cheat on you. And you once said that you weren't okay with this. But as soon as you give this person a second chance, you are now saying that you are okay with this. And so now, now I don't feel the pressure to to make sure I abide by that boundary that you set for me. I don't feel pressure in that. I can say, I can go out here and cheat and tell you that it, it meant nothing and that. 
it was a you know one time two time three time thing you know come come home with the the chocolate and take us on a staycation where we go somewhere and you're gonna forget about everything because you lowered your standards coming home late at night if that's a non-negotiable for you then say that Say you're not okay with that. Say you're not okay with falling asleep without your your person next to you. Calling you out of your name. Ooh, this next one is going to hit a lot of people different. Going to social media during dis, during disagreements or arguments. If that is a non-negotiable for you, which I think it should be for anybody. You don't let people know. What's going on at home so other people can get involved with this? That is the, that's one of the most toxic, in my opinion. It's so toxic. I don't even know what other word to put for it, but me and you get into an argument. We we have we obviously have some type of misunderstanding. And the first thing you do is go to social media. So you go post this on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and you got this long post. Your you know what your friends are going to do who are not not at home with us and don't really know the true story. They're gonna jump on your side. You jumping on social media, the only thing that you did was you were trying to gain validation from people who you knew were going to validate you. In a way, I feel like that's some type of manipulation, in my opinion. And it happened so many times, and I'm like, what What did you think was going to come to this? You're about to look at this post. Your friends are going to look at this post, and they will be... They're going to be on your side, men and and ladies, from what I've seen. I think it should be a non-negotiable for a lot of people. Once again, that's my opinion. And last but not least, if a non-negotiable for you is, is the inability for somebody to see what they did wrong, and each time that you bring a problem to them and somehow it turns back on you, that's a that should be a non-negotiable and it should be a huge red flag. Cause you you're dealing with a, a, a childlike brain. Somebody who cannot accept responsibility for what they did wrong, and every time you bring it to their attention, it is their fault. So ladies, this starts off with you. And I'm being honest here. I think the male population attitudes towards women and how they treat women and how they date or talk to women, it definitely starts off at home. I think a lot of fathers, uncles, they play a huge part in this for sure. And I'm not saying that they don't need to accept responsibility for this. They 100% do. I kid you not. I have a, a nephew and he will know. Growing up early on, how to treat a lady. Now, obviously, everybody got to make decisions on their own, but he will be aware of my expectations. 
But the next part, the other side of that coin is that you as a lady, you as a woman, you hold these men accountable for their actions. And if you do those things, I think we see a major change in how men treat women. And I think you see a major change in your in your dating world, in your talking world, in your relationship world, whatever it is. Um, but I appreciate y'all for listening today. I hope that you got something good out of this, ladies. Um, and once again, I'm not definitely not blaming you. But without accountability, without me letting you know that these are some things that you can change on your end, I think we continue to fall into these same traps of, you know, getting hurt. So please, 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 y'all tune in to the next episode, which will come out next Wednesday. I thank y'all for giving me a week break because it was well needed. But I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of y'all week and stay tuned for next Wednesday.